He's trying to tell us something. What? There's no way of <laughs> There's knowing. There's no way of knowing. There's no earthly way of knowing. Uh-uh. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are heading back to the woods of Burkittsville to talk about Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. Please, the please. Much, I know, it's Book of Shadows. Get Blair it Witch right. Two. I know, I know, I know. Confusingly, this movie is called Book of Shadows, <laughs> Blair Witch 2. Yes, I know. It's as if you named it Age of Ultron, Avengers. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. A lot about this doesn't make sense. They, they seem to want to be distinguishing themselves well, from Blair Witch. Don't somehow. forget the theming of the movie backwards. It's backwards. Reverse it. So perhaps <laughs> the subtitle ended up on top because in the movie they keep talking about doing everything backwards. Is there any way that could genuinely be? You no, know, right? this is the only time I've ever thought that. Yeah. And it somehow is making a weird sort of sense the way that it, much of this movie does. It. Yeah, I know. It does but i don't know if they would go that far it's almost like an easter egg or something i know they, so i don't know but I know. who's to say yeah but, but yeah know. it is weirdly called book of shadows blair witch 2 and there is no book in the, i mean there's a reference to a book but, but it's not there a book of shadows being some form of grimoire or right. you know witch's book does not exist in the the text of this film no it's like not it's not part of the plot or anything yeah this, it's so strange. So in episode 300 and episode 301, mm -hmm. we did a dive into the original launch of the Blair Witch right. as a franchise, which it was never really a franchise. It was a movie with a ton of in-universe material. Yes. So go back to 300 and 301 to hear the golden days. Oh, yeah. We're finally, a couple months later. Finally. We're talking about the sequel, the first sequel, but consider this merely dipping our toe Oh, into yeah. the year 2000. Yes, a lot happened for the Blair Witch Project in the year 2000, or the Blair Witch Project universe. 1999 was all the, the mere beginnings. Honestly, the movie was just a preamble it was. to this. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> the year 2000 is, I mean, it explodes with comic books and video games yeah. and even more TV specials, at least one of which ties into this film. Right. Um, but there's too much to say about the sequel. We know so it's we're just too gonna notorious. Talk about, yeah. We've got to just talk about the, the movie, movie, right? now and what we get to we get to and certainly bit by bit over the course of the next year i want to talk about everything blair witch yeah eventually we will have an episode where it's like we're talking about the comic books or mm -hmm. something it's inevitable yes but for now let's handle the elephant in the room the misguided confusing notoriously terrible first sequel but ultimately pretty tight <laughs> i think sequel. this movie crushes it does this movie rules it smushes it smashes it's a great watch it's cool and you just can't handle it <laughs> this movie is unbelievably cheesy and weird yeah and i really enjoy it it's so it's so good to watch yes it's it's just delightful to watch I, now i saw the first blair witch in theaters i did not see this one in theaters yeah i rented it from the library oh you love to that. watch at home yeah. yes um and it was worth it i remember i watched it and i was like even back then even with like a detachment and like teenage like irony being like because i loved the blair witch project um so i think that I would have thought that I'd be like, ugh, like this is such a, this isn't my Blair Witch Project. And I did feel like that somewhat. It was like 50-50 where I was like, what the hell is this? The Blair Witch Project was so sweet. What's going on? But I was also like, 
but I'd like to watch that again. I think I watched it a couple of times on the rental. The only thing better than a really, really good movie mm -hmm. is a really, really bad movie. Yes, yes. And I, I, this is one of those movies where, you know what? There are some films that we've like covered where I look at a movie and I and I start going like, whenever we talk about It, mm -hmm. right? I look at the franchise It and I just go like, why is this the way that it is? Yeah. If you did this, if you changed the ingredients, if you reshuffled things, and I and I start playing like, um, I start doing an autopsy. Right. And imagining how things could have been better. Yeah. You can't even do that with this movie. And people try. The Book no. of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, is so uh, broken to its core <laughs> that there is... <laughs> it is, though. There's almost nothing to salvage. No, like I know that people have tried to do cuts of it where and it's I've putting together, some. putting everything together in like chronological order because this has kind of a jumping around uh, future past sort of thing. Yes. Um, I never have watched. I would be interested to watch. I've got a couple. I, I'll, show, I'll, show, I'll show them with you. Okay. But uh, yeah, a lot of people have tried. So I'll give an abbreviated. Like you, you want to to think it's good. You know what I mean? Because the do. first one is so good and so rules. many people have such uh, an investment in it and like a fondness for it like yeah. you would want the follow-up to be good absolutely and yet so to give to, to branch from how we got mm -hmm. from blair witch 1999 to blair witch 2000 book of shadows blair witch yeah eduardo sanchez and dan myrick after the 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 blair witch their company hacks and like it, it was almost like they could it seemed like they could do almost anything they wanted right what they didn't want to do was the sequel to the blair witch project mm -hmm. they thought maybe they would want to do it someday they just weren't really ready for it yet. Yeah. But because the movie was such a success, everybody started saying like, well, let's, let's go. Let's figure this you out. Let's make this movie. You have to strike while the iron is hot. And so uh, as a result, um, they are not really attached to the movie. They're, they're credited as executive producers and they yeah. gave some notes about general concepts, but the movie is just what it is outside of their purview. I bet there were there were a handful of notes I would imagine. I would have to imagine, yes. And uh, my understanding is also that it was tricky to find directors for this. Uh-huh. Uh, and eventually they landed on a documentary filmmaker. Right. Which is a really interesting tactic. Blair Witch Project is yeah. very much a found footage film. Like a pure found footage film with no mockumentary documentary mm -hmm. stuff in it. It just feels natural and in the moment. Yeah. I mean, you can debate whether it's natural and we did. But sure. It, it's meant to just be like the footage from the people, rough, barely edited. Yeah. Get a documentarian. That's yeah. really interesting. I think that's a very cool idea. But then Joe Berlinger tackled I, his first his first writing credit and his first conventional, quote unquote, yeah, film yeah. where it's like. <laughs> I don't think anything about this is conventional, William. It's not. <laughs> But it's not all shot first person. No, it's not. The he... camera is not always in the scene. It's shot like a cinematic film. Yeah, it is. He just, uh, in case anybody's curious, he did the documentary about the West Memphis Three called Paradise Lost. He also, I think he did some kind of monster, the um, Metallica documentary. Oh, okay. And he did recently a documentary about uh, Tony Robbins, the like... Oh, the motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. That's interesting. Uh -huh. Yeah, he he's done really interesting. It seems like he's stayed more or less in the world of documentary. I think so. He also did that Ted Bundy movie. That was a, a conventional cinematic oh, film with, with Zach uh, Efron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. Is that it? No, but it's like that. Something like that. It's one of those names. Yeah, it is. So, um, 
I'll find out. Joe Berlinger, for all intents and purposes, uh, he is a crafty person, a clever person, mm-hmm. has a great documentary background, and seems like he's a nice guy. Yeah, I would say that he is an acclaimed documentarian. Yeah, I absolutely. Think. Yeah, this is a, a goddamn mess. It really is. Um, some of it's not his fault. <laughs> yeah. But I still, I think a lot of it is. Okay, the Ted Bundy movie is called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Oh, okay. I think I, I cited a Jonathan Safran forward. Yeah, novel. I was thinking that too. I was like, I think that that's like a lofty, yeah. I know, it's, it's just Safran. one of those like NPR names. Totally. Who's that? Where'd we go? Also, I want a comma after evil here, but it's not there. Extremely Wicked, comma, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. No, yeah, it's missing the Oxford comma. Yeah, You're right. I like an Oxford comma. Joe Berlinger, he just can't stick the landing. <laughs> It's so close. So uh, he made his movie. He made Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Mm -hmm. And then the studio went, what is this? (laughs) And the studio, sometimes the studios are right, I think. A lot of the time the studios are wrong, obviously. There's no way to know. I wonder how many people who are listening have seen it. I bet a good chunk. I... I would do you recommend people watch Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2? I do. I I wholeheartedly recommend it. I was about to say it's an it. easy recommend. You go into it knowing that it's going to be a catastrophe. Yes. But what a fascinating catastrophe. Oh yeah, and it's also like the fact that it's based around subject matter that yeah. you presume let's say you and I already know and like. It's about the Blair Witch. Right. So there are some catastrophes where it's like, oh, it's boring or whatever, but it's fun to yeah. see. It's uh-huh. almost it's so divorced from the Blair Witch Project, it's almost like watching a whole other movie that strangely has a bunch of Blair Witch Easter eggs in it or something. Uh, I, totally. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It doesn't, like, oh. It's divorced yeah. from the actual reality, which it literally is. Yes. This is one of those movies that says, uh, uh, we're a sequel. Mm-hmm. And the last movie was a movie. <laughs> right. So Book of Shadows is about people who go into the Black Hills Forest because they are fans of... The Blair Witch Project. Right, which exists in their world. Which exists in their world as a movie? And so Heather's not real. Mm-hmm. Heather is an actress. Yeah. And the Blair Witch Project was a fictional movie. Wait, really? Yes. Okay. They have their cake and eat it too on this point. Okay. Because it's a little wishy-washy. Yeah, but that no wasn't point, my understanding. At no point is the Blair Witch Project referred to as if that was a crime film or a film or a documentary or a film about people going missing. Yeah. Instead, it's all... it. This movie opens with... All right. This movie opens really well, <laughs> I think. This movie opens... I'm, I'm processing. I know. It's a lot to process. Yeah. This movie opens... I think perfectly it for does. a it's sequel a to the Blair opening. Witch Project. Mm-hmm. The first like 10 minutes, let's say, I don't know. You're like an actual like good movie. It's a mockumentary now. Yeah. Instead of it being a found footage, one title card, this footage was found. And you don't think about somebody editing. You don't think about that stuff. Here, it opens with the MTV News intro mm-hmm. and Kurt Loder being like, the Blair Witch Project was a, you know, took the nation by storm, had the biggest box office weekend, and then somebody changes the channel, yeah. and it's Jay Leno. Yeah, this was a spooky movie. And then <laughs> it changes the channel, and it's Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. and Andy Richter yeah. talking about the Blair Witch Project. Presumably, these are actual clips from their actual shows. I don't know if they filmed bits for right. this. But, uh, so you're getting a mockumentary, documentary vibe mm-hmm. about the reaction to the yes. Blair Witch Project. Which is a cool and albeit wacky idea. Continue. If you're going to do that, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> continue that. 
I would rather this movie be a fake documentary, a fully edited documentary. Yeah. You could say, you can even say that Joe Berlinger was hired to make this documentary. You might as well. I mean, it's such a rarity for movies to have this sort of um, format. Like, yes. why not go with it? Why try to change it to a movie movie? It's, it's. Ooh, I guess that's another cake and eating it too. It's a slap right in the goddamn cheeks is what it is. <laughs> so they then go to Burkittsville where they, they interview. They clapped alien cheeks like nobody's business. They clapped for and sure. And I know that means to slap them in the face during a fight. That's what we know clap uh -huh. alien cheeks means. Yeah. Go back and check the footage. That's what we think it means in our Area 51 episode. Yeah, I, we uh, learned later. I, I looked up on Urban Dictionary what I clap alien cheeks means because people were wearing shirts that said that. Yeah, at, remember everyone stormed Area 51? Doesn't that feel like it happened on a different planet? I, I know. Um, but yeah, they were selling merch that said that. And, and we were like, what does that mean? What so, could I clap alien cheeks mean? And I was like, I bet it means punch him in the face. So we, but And also we went on Urban Dictionary and that's what it said. And then... I would say we've gotten no larger response to anything yeah. than, than this of people writing in emails it's and true. DMs and comments and everything being like, that's not that what that means. That means like boinking an alien. And your butt is bouncing. And they're, yeah, flapping. Flapping, yeah. flapping is what's happening. <laughs> Flapping's where it happens. Flapping and clapping. <laughs> P.S. Now that it's not Halloween anymore, which, spoiler alert, it's always Halloween on Guide to the Unknown, so Doi. don't worry. Halloween yeah. didn't stop. It's not going anywhere. It's not over. Uh, if you ask Zoe right now, and I'll have to get it on camera. Oh, yeah. If you say to Zoe, what's inside a pumpkin? She goes, gotcha nuts. <laughs> it's awesome. She just recites it passionlessly. Somebody must have said it to her at school. Gotcha nuts. She said that her teacher said it. Is that right? Yeah. What's inside a pumpkin? Guts and nuts. You think so? Yeah, I think that's a nuts on there. Why do you think that? Uh, pretty funny. <laughs> you say please? Okay. What's inside a pumpkin, Zoe? Gotcha nuts. Gotcha nuts. We asked her like 10 times yesterday and she answered every she time. She doesn't know that it's funny. No. It's and hilarious. sometimes she gets like tired of like hearing the same question. She just stops answering, yeah. but she answered every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ask the same questions over and over. Oh, and over. yeah. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. The movie goes to like be. Now, Blair Witch Project is this roughshod mm -hmm. student filmmaker documentary. Remember they yeah. interview Mary Brown? Yeah. The wonderful, quirky, eccentric Mary Brown, and it's all out of focus because <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. Well, they Why said. Why have I been Mary Brown for Halloween some year? That's a great question. Yeah, get to oh, work on that. I don't. I lack her physicality because I'm a plus sized woman, and her, she's like known for being frail. But I still must. You need the hat and the Bible. Yeah, and, uh -huh. a, and, a, and a button all the way up and a nice wig. That's right, yeah. and a fence made out of twigs. Yeah, I'll just carry it with me. <laughs> but so now in this movie, it starts with documentary full footage, and you can see the film grain, the big heavy film grain. Yeah, while, where they're interviewing people from Burkittsville, and they're like. Yep, after the movie came out, people kept driving into town, and I sometimes I'd have to go inside and put on some makeup, because I, I want to be on camera with without makeup, don't want that. Yeah. And then there's a lady that's like, yeah, somebody wanted to buy some rocks, and I went to my yard, and I found some rocks, and I sold the, the rocks. And it's like, <laughs> it's so small town quirky, but with now a professional documentarian. Right. And it's in color. Yes, so it's competently yes. handled. That could be enough. Absolutely, I think it could be. You could definitely weave some like spooky right. stuff into that. But then, of course, they smash to a title card. Now we've got a flying crane shot over the woods as Marilyn Manson starts playing. Yeah. My cheeks are clapped, firmly clapped, mm -hmm. and we're in a cinema world right. for the rest of the film. My cheeks are firmly clapped. 
and it's it feels all wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think even even though I think it's really cool, and I wish they had gone further with the idea. I even think that when they're interviewing people in Burkittsville, it feels totally different from the Burkittsville of the Blair Witch Project. Like, Everything here is you have yeah. to understand that it's the same place, but it doesn't feel like it. Well, because it's not right. Some of it, I think, was filmed, but then they were they always were they just used the phrase they were chased out of town. Mm -hmm. So I actually have a story. I have a story. I got involved. Okay. So they filmed somewhere else. What did you do? They filmed somewhere else. Yeah. Let's just say. So like the first movie, they go to the Burkittsville Union Cemetery and it's the Burkittsville Union Cemetery. Mm -hmm. If you go to Burkittsville and you park at the cemetery, you're on, on the set of the first movie. Yeah. It is not the set of the second movie. They mm -hmm. did not film here. They filmed uh, relatively nearby. Okay. That'll do it. Okay. But it's a different place. Yeah. So... Um, it almost feels like this, like a multiverse or something like uh -huh. that, where it's like, there's a two different signs, Burkittsville Union Cemetery, totally different looking places from movie one to movie two. Yeah. Now. All right. I'm going to tell you a weird story. Great. So I, uh, uh, this is not meant to be a plug. Mm -hmm. I worked on a Blair Witch game. Right. Uh, with, uh, Lionsgate and Hunt a Killer. Mm -hmm. I always have to repeat the same things. I feel, right. I always feel like a. I always feel like a, a We repeat a things stooge. all the time to keep people up. Well, you're not a I know, stooge I know. because they farted on you. So you're definitely not a stooge anymore. <laughs> I got my cheeks clapped again. <laughs> over keeps, and over. It keeps happening to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I worked on a Blair Witch game. I did media and I did I did writing. Now, mm -hmm. the media side of it, I found out from working with our, our showrunner on season two, T.T. Madden. Yes. Trav Madden. Excellent writer. Followed T.T. Uh, Madden writes, I believe, on, mm -hmm. on Twitter. And um, I was talking about the, the media angle of it. And uh, uh, this is when uh, Travis said, well, uh, that where they filmed bits and pieces of, of specifically Blair Witch 2, I know I know where that is. Like it's my family's. Yeah, I remember by this. my family's house or my I'm sorry to blow you up with this. This is a funny <laughs> story, though. I have to tell it. I'm sure they wouldn't mind. So. I I was like, wait, you know where specifically the ruins of Rustin Parr's house is? Yeah. And now we were working on stuff for the game that would have involved, essentially, it's Rustin Parr's house. Everything yeah. Blair Witch, some things you, you almost got to hit, right? Mm -hmm. So the ruins of Rustin Parr's house, and uh, uh, Travis can point us to it. So I hop in the car and take the drive down to scope out the location and make sure that we can film there. And we go and we walk into the woods uh, this is the Blair, mind you, again, what I'm saying to you is we went into the Blair Witch's woods. Yes. Trying to find where they filmed the Blair Witch. Yeah. And uh, it was clear that if we kept going any further, we'd get lost. Like them. <laughs> like them. <laughs> so we were like walking along a creek and like had to duck under these like falling trees and stuff. It was really awesome. <laughs> you keep I remember coming across the same fallen tree across the creek? <laughs> sort of, but because I kept wandering over to it. There was one tree that was like lay laying flat down. Well, not flat. It was it was bent. Mm -hmm. This tree. It was like a U-shaped tree laying across a path. Yeah. And then weirdly, the branches of another tree were arcing over it. Hmm. And so it formed an eyeball shape That's across cool. the path. Yeah. And I just loved it so much. And I took pictures. I'll try to put them in the video version or post them or something. But sure. it was like an eyeball in the witch's woods made out of the trees. Yeah, that's awesome. Or something like that. And uh, That's kind of like, is the in my memory, is the poster for 2016 like trees kind of in the shape of a face? 
or it's for something else. You're thinking of the poster for Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2. I'm not, I'm not. It's the cross section of a log and Jeff screaming in the wood. Yeah. No, I'm not, although that is pretty sweet. I I genuinely think it's cool. I do too. Uh, Um, The Blair Witch 2016 is uh, like a looking from the forest floor up at the sky where trees converge into the stick man. I'm thinking of something else entirely. Anyway. Um, But so uh, we're out there. It's clear we're going to get lost and we don't know where we're going to find the ruins of Rustin Parr's house from yeah. Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 mm-hmm. when I realize something. And so I open my phone and I start Googling. And within mere seconds, I find out that the ruins of Rustin Parr's house in Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 were carved out of foam uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the year 2000 and uh, firmly did not exist in the year 2021 or 2022 or whatever. And I just had to turn to Travis and go, I think we should stop looking now. <laughs> just walk out. And I like had to drive home like three hours again. I remember. I could have just Googled it from the start. <laughs> well. Didn't. At least, at least you two hopefully had a nice walk. Oh, I loved it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I loved it. No, which is another I, reason this is not meant to blow up. No. I, I mean, I can also vouch. I remember this all happening and you saying like, yeah, I should have Googled it. But I had a really nice time walking around. With oh, I tape, loved it. So I, I, I had a, I had a blast yeah. doing it. But yeah, it's yeah, always that, fun to be in the woods. That set does not exist right. <laughs> on the face of this <laughs> earth. It was made out of foam over 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Two decades ago. So uh, the Joe Berlinger makes his his movie, which is about characters reacting to the 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 incredible pop culture event of the Blair Witch yeah. project. And he thinks it's going to be a thriller mm-hmm. where we start to see now these film fan characters, are they going a little bit crazy and turning on each other? What's real? What's not? Is it the Blair Witch's influence? Is it the, is it, is it movies? Right. Almost like scream. Like yeah. movies don't create psychos. Mm-hmm. Movies make psychos more creative. Like did the movie drive them quite mad? mad? Yeah. Well, uh, the the film studios look and they go, I don't know what this is or why. What does this mean? <laughs> why this is the movie you wanted to make. Yeah. But this is supposed to be a horror movie and something scary's got to happen, mm-hmm. which they're simultaneously right and wrong about. Mm-hmm. Studios are often, obviously, I mean, take a look at what's going on now. Yeah. Horrifically wrong. But sometimes a little guidance of structure. <laughs> Sure. Is a good we thing. We can all use somebody taking a second look at our thing. Exactly. We got the worst of all worlds here, though. Definitely. Because all of a sudden they forced Joe Berlinger to intercut, because it didn't fit anywhere, mm-hmm. intercut uh, scenes of bludgeonings and stabbings and violence and gore, right. even if it didn't make sense in the moment. Right. They're like, it'll be like a flashback <laughs> or a flash forward. Who knows? We'll figure out what it is by the end. Yeah. And they, Joe Berlinger tried not to have to do this for so long that they filmed it in his own backyard like two weeks before the movie came out. Oh my God. And then just cut it into the movie. In (laughs) fact, I listened to the commentary Uh for Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2, which I highly recommend. It's Joe Berlinger alone. And the commentary essentially opens this way. Hi, I'm Joe Berlinger. I'm the director of Book of Shadows. Oh, here's one of those scenes they made me put in that I hate. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. I uh, I directed uh, Blair Witch too. It, like the whole thing is he'll he'll talk he'll talk about process or like, why, ah. and then he'll go up. Oh, there's another one of those scenes that uh, I wish was not in my movie, but um, well, that's the industry. Um, he what can you do? Keeps being like, there's another one. It's out. 
outstanding. That's funny. I haven't heard the commentary. Highly recommend. Yeah, I'll have to check it. I wonder if it wasn't a thing yet on the when I got the DVD. Or Again, something. I am I'm a total nut for one like physical media and bonus material and everything. Mm-hmm. I have been painstakingly digitizing bits and pieces of yep. my collection. So I literally have a digital backup of the DVD menus, Easter eggs, commentary oh. track as an MP3. Oh, everything. Oh, I might want that commentary track. I intend to be the one-stop shop historian of the entire franchise. I think you probably are. No, I definitely am not. At least not of Blair Witch Project. Too many people have done that. But nobody's digging into Book of Shadows (laughs) as deeply as I have. I'll tell you that. You've digitized, though, like... All the the dossier, the everything. Yes, I have like, digital scans of like the Blair Witch Files books. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Like, I've got it I all. think that's a rarity. It may be. It yeah. may be. Um, so, um, I mean, where do you want to go now? <laughs> what do you want to do? I guess explain like what happens. In yeah, it. I people think we people ex- need to. Ex- let's do the the spoiler free premise. Yes, yes, yes. Good idea. And then we'll give you. And then we're gonna we're gonna have to spoil this. Mm-hmm. We just we, must. we just will. Mm-hmm. So, you you do it. <laughs> So there's like a Blair Witch tour, which is led by this guy named Jeff. And by the way, all the act like this is kind of a weird like thing that I guess was supposed to be a little nod to the Blair Witch Project and the idea of it being a documentary. However, this all happens in the like cinematically shot rest of the movie. All of the characters in the movie's first names are the actors' real life first names. Yes. So it, it, it's it's almost like a tradition in the world of Blair Witch mm-hmm. that you sort of play a character that is you to right. some extent. But Blair Witch One was all improvised, and people who were intended to like they were fresh faces that people mm-hmm. didn't know. So if you said Heather Donahue, people didn't have yeah. some great backstory of things they'd seen her in or anything. Right. Everybody in this movie, this is firmly. A movie. Yeah. And so you've got now Jeffrey Donovan playing Jeff Patterson. Mm-hmm. Well, the entire movie was made with their real names. Yeah. First and last name. And then at some point the studio said, they can't have the same full name. Uh-huh. Change their last names. It is weird, honestly, for it to be their same full name when it's a, a movie, like shot like a movie, not supposed to make you think it's documentary. And I wonder honestly, if they realize... Honestly, it might realized... even be weird that in the first one, it's their full first and last names. Totally agreed. This is where, if you ever look up um, uh, what uh, uh, the actress, she's changed her name now. Yeah, she, she goes by Ray Hans. Ray Hans. R-E-I, if you're looking on Instagram. Yes. She talks uh, a lot and has in interviews going back decades been like, Yeah, uh, the second that I realized that my name was the intellectual property of this company who could reference Heather Donahue doing this, Heather Donahue doing that, and it's not me because it's the character. Right. Like, she started suing for her identity. So I almost wonder, this is only a year after the first movie, I almost wonder if they made this movie and then were like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, we're starting to get in trouble with Heather. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Changed their last names. But Joe Berlinger on the commentary is like, What's the difference? Jeff Patterson, Jeff Donovan. It was a headache to do it for whatever, but it does just cause some bizarre confusion. Yeah. I can see that. And I'm sure, I don't think their last names are referenced all that often anyway. No. But in the dossier, certainly. But yeah, like, but in the movie. Stephen Ryan Parker is played by Stephen Barker Turner. <laughs> it just becomes... It, Erica Learson plays Erica Gearson. Oh my God. Kim Director plays Kim Diamond. It, it, what it does to someone like me is just make it impossible to talk about yeah. this. Uh huh. Yeah. 
It's just, it's goofy. It's silly. Yeah. So Jeffrey Donovan. Kurt Loder from MTV News plays <gasps> Kurt Choder. Oh my God, how could they? He's an institution. Plays Augustus Chode. They... <laughs> Oh wait, that's not the name I came up with. I just remembered. What is it? Like a year ago, yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. I just wanted to tell everybody that I'd come up with a funny name, Amadeus Chode. That's what it is, Amadeus Chode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Augustus Chode was his father. I called Ryan a Chode out of nowhere the other day. I don't think I've said the word Chode in forever, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a good one. It's very fun. Please, my father is Augustus Chode. I'm Amadeus. <laughs> My father was Mr. Chode. <laughs> Call me Amadeus. So, uh, so yeah, Jeffrey Donovan, who is on Law and Order now. He's on a lot of stuff. He was in he Fargo he's in season all the time. one. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Um, but anyway, he plays a tour guide who is capitalizing off of the success of the Blair Witch Project because he's in Burkittsville. So he's like, oh, I can take you to the sites of things. And he's taking this group of people who we are going to be with to Rustin Parr's house for an overnight. This is like a special version of the tour the that not everybody gets. And Rustin Parr's house is no longer there, just right, like the in real life. Griggs' house, it was called. Mm -hmm. And it was demolished. It was torn down, essentially. People kept going there because these real tours were happening. Right. And P.S., literally now, Matt Blasey, who mm -hmm. wrote uh, the book Eight Days in the Woods about the Blair Witch Project, he brings guided tours yeah, yeah. into the Blair Witch's woods. And Oh, I, I have a piece of Rustin Parr's house now. Ah, he sent me one. Right, and I, I forgot. Promptly put it aside and lost it. That's okay. It's your <laughs> I have to put it in a, in a box. I have a piece of yeah. Rustin Parr's house now, everybody. Thank you, Matt Blasey. Yeah. Eight Days in the Woods. Yeah. But he runs the Blair Witch Experience. Yes. Where Jeff in Book of Shadows runs the Blair Witch Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Art imitating life. <laughs> imitating art. Right. Imitating life? Yes. <laughs> I don't. I can't tell my name uh, how many, uh. how deep it goes, but there's a lot happening. Oh, it goes, baby. It does. So uh, he's taking this group for an overnight there, and I'm not, I'm not gonna remember all the names and everything, so you'll have to help me out. But there's a married couple who are there. Yes. There's a goth chick. That's Kim. Yep. There is a Wiccan. That's Erica. Erica. And who else is there? Is there anybody else there? No. No. Okay. It's Stephen and Tristan are the married couple yes. who are working on a book. History or hysteria, mm -hmm. the Blair Witch or whatever. Right, right. So they stay overnight. They think everything is fine. Uh, but they later find out, going spoiler free at first, that everything is not fine. And it seems that they did things that were out of character. So was this the Blair Witch's influence on them? Yes. And they've got like missing time. Yeah. Like they 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 went crazy. They drank and smoked at, mm -hmm. at the ruins of Rustin Parr's house in the Black Hills Forest overnight. Yeah. Woke up with no memory of what occurred, but their their cameras have all been destroyed. Their footage is found within the foundation of the house, just like the original tapes were in the first movie. Right. Uh, now what? What do we do? Yeah. And so we're often running on a wormy, timey, wimey, psychological, trippy film yes. where people have visions and talk over each other, and there are accents at play. Yeah. There's a lot happening. Yeah, it's kick-ass, and we're going to talk about it in a spoiler-free manner after this. Spoilery manner? Oops, that's what I meant. We'll welcome after you this. to Spoilery Manor after this. <laughs> 
Hey, do you like Guide to the Unknown, but you wish there was more of it? <laughs> yeah, if only I could hear these two chuckleheads talking more often for um, more hours. Great news. Now you can and have been able to for years. Yes. Head to patreon.com slash gttupod. There are a number of different tiers that you can back us at and get different perks for them. They're all explained on the website. Mm -hmm. The best of all tiers is our demon tier. Because we've got a, a separate podcast that we do yeah. over there every single week. And only at the Demon Tier does that podcast hit your feed every single Monday. That's right. We have other tiers that you can check out where you can get the podcast every other week or once a month. You can just see what works for you. It's called the Netherworld Dispatch. And on that show, we do things a little bit, I guess I would say a little bit more casually. We'll do kind of... A little of, casual, a lot of other media. We'll, we yeah. watch a lot of clips of things. But we, explain it completely. So um, there are plenty of people who don't watch the video version, although that also exists. So even though we will be watching clips of things, we play video games, um, we just kind of like poke around the internet we've watched a bunch of unsolved mysteries over there we make sure to describe it for people who are just listening so don't worry about that exactly so for example our most recent episode up there is 133 we called it our mischief night medley mm. came out on mischief night mm -hmm. and we uh we tidied up some death game stuff because death yeah. game tober is 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 a thing of the past now this was the last one yeah we took a look at netflix has a brand new squid game reality tournament show yeah it's bleak which is yeah it's like the <laughs> a capitalist nightmare yeah. <laughs> so we look at that it's grotesque talk about grotesque we played uh the saw video game well we played clips of it anyway that was awesome jigsaw put that was awesome <laughs> in the same way that book of shadows is awesome i totally agree there's a moment where jigsaw's like if you want to escape this room, you have to dig in a toilet. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, and speaking of toilets, as if he didn't bring it up himself. Oh, I God, put used needles in them. I filled these toilets with a ton of needles. It's the craziest thing. If you, if you thought Jigsaw was cuckoo in the movies. Ooh, wait till you see him in the video game. Video game Jigsaw. Yeah. And there's a new Match 3 Halloween game. Which I can't stop playing. Really? Yeah. I'm at I'm almost at level 100. <laughs> I'm getting very stymied. I can't stop. I'm in the teens. I can't yeah. <laughs> stop. So go check that out. Patreon.com slash pod. Yes. And thank you so much to everybody who already does. Please consider sharing the show spreading the word is one of the, the best ways to help to be honest absolutely um and uh if you're new to the show welcome 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 and thank you yeah absolutely i did some local outreach yeah uh, we, we did but I, I put flyers in a, t a halloween tote bag in town yeah uh, we literally we went to go pick up these tote bags because i wanted one there's, right. a, there's other stuff in the bag yep and uh one of the the town volunteers goes you oh really your face is in this bag and I went, yes, it is. And she went, I must have seen, well, about a thousand of them, <laughs> which is amazing. That's so funny. I've well, also, yeah, I hope, I hope some local people maybe enjoy the show. That'd be wonderful. Uh, and I've got a nice review here from Allie Swims, who yeah. says, actually, this show is the best. Which I, which I love. I do too. No one's saying it's not, <laughs> but actually, it's very nice. Yeah. Look, I'm younger, so I don't get many of the references, <laughs> but Kristen and Will are so funny. This show makes me want to have a sibling so badly. Aww. I love hearing about everything spooky that's going on through this show. I live in the middle of the woods, mm. and I am totally paranoid about something eating my soul. <laughs> Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2, you should, yeah, be. You should yeah. be very careful. Maybe you should skip this one, Allie. But this show makes scary things so funny and enjoyable. Thank you so much for hours of entertainment. 
Oh, thank you for that review. That's Five so stars. nice. So nice. Thank, thank you. you so much, Allie. We really appreciate it. We really do. Thank you to everybody who's left us a review, who's told people about us. It's a huge, huge deal to us. It truly is. And um, if you haven't done that before, we would love it if you did. Yeah, we're at, uh, we're, we're trying to get to 1,000. That's yeah. the goal. Yep. We're at about 950 right now. Awesome. So we're, we're getting Yeah, we're there. trying to get 1,000 reviews so much. on Apple Podcasts. Um, we know Spotify also is really big. So if, basically, wherever you listen, if you could leave a review, that'd be awesome. Yes. Thank yeah. you all so, so, so much. Mm -hmm. uh, and now welcome to Spoiler Manor. Yeah, here we go. Creak. Three, two, one. She's an old woman. You want to hear about an old woman? Oh, yeah. Do you know who was almost in this movie? Who? Mary Brown. There is a deleted scene yeah. somewhere. The footage has never been seen, but a still image exists of the characters from this movie speaking with Mary Brown. What a crime. How do you not put it in the movie? What a crime that it's Maybe not it was there. terrible. But how do you not put it in the I movie? I still want to see it. I don't care. What? Like the rest of it is so great I know. that we don't exactly. want to mar it with like one terrible thing. Put it in. But it is then weird. It, it also may have been a... a, a a consideration of reality. Mm -hmm. If we're writing this line of was the Blair Witch Project a blockbuster hit yes. or a documentary, so wait, Mary Brown cannot exist in both. Where? Because she would be an actress in the movie. Right. What implies that it's it's a fictional movie in this world? Uh, they they only talk about it like it's a movie. For them, this would have been like a true crime uh, event, like. Uh, I guess I, I always thought that it was just a documentary. Like, don't they talk about like, oh, this is, I mean, it would be if they were acting too, but like, this is where Heather, Josh and Mike were and stuff. Like, I thought they were retracing their steps to a degree. No, I feel, I feel just about certain that there is an overt mention of it being a film. Okay. But, um, I, uh, I can't point to it right now. So you've, fine. you've got me doubting myself a little bit, no. but I can, I can, here's, here's the thing that I'll point to and it's it's meta so you mm -hmm. you count it or not mm -hmm. but joe berlinger he had a wild hair yeah about the blair witch project do you know about this i don't know what is it even in his commentary track he goes into this where i'm like saint the venue chief he doesn't like the blair witch project oh yes i do know that <laughs> he doesn't yeah. like he's he well he'll charitably be like i think it was a yeah. A fine movie, yeah. but he hates the way it was marketed. Mm -hmm. That all the marketing, the the beloved website. All the stuff that kicks complete ass. All of that was marketed as if it had really happened. And yet they do that with this movie. Because there was the Blair Witch Hunt website. Right. Which is the name of the tour that That's right. Jeff has. Yes. And there's a dossier that mm -hmm. purports that these events really occurred and these characters are real with their own psychological profiles and backstories. Right. And the dossier, though, also thinks that the original movie is real. The so dossier that's... is where it gets really, yeah. really murky, because I think the guy who wrote that dossier, his name's D.A. Stern, Dave mm -hmm. Stern. He wrote the first dossier, which we love. Yes. Uh, and he came back to write this dossier. And I have to imagine that he looked at what he had to work with. Mm -hmm. And it was went, like, oh, <laughs> this movie shrugs off the first movie. This movie is toilet. And this movie is toilet. And there's there's not a lot in yeah, this right. movie to like, work with. It's not very it's not very like ripe dossier material. Yeah. So he just tries to weave together that this all is part of one thing. Yeah. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it very much is not. Yeah. Um, yeah. but so Joe Berlinger goes on these, these like diatribes about like how he thought that it was like such like a, um, 
a problem for him uh, that the first movie was marketed as if it was real and that mm -hmm. he really bristled against that and he wanted to address that in this movie. Yeah. So he wanted there to be a blurring of the lines between what really happened and what was a film, I think, oh. a little bit. But there's also a weird thing for his body of work, Joe Berlinger, where I don't know much about Paradise Lost. I've not seen Paradise Lost. Mm -hmm. But in that case, the, the West Memphis Three, mm -hmm. Weren't they originally accused of the crime and the and this sort of like pop think is that it's because they wore black and they listened mm -hmm. to like heavy metal and yeah. dark music and stuff like that. And it was like, well, they like scary things. Right. Therefore, yeah. they're they're killers. Put them in jail. Yeah. And it was one a great of them, injustice. Like had special needs. And so he was okay. kind of othered. And yeah. yeah, it was a whole thing. Well, there's a weird thing that's going to happen in this movie for the whole thing, which is essentially you guys are fans of the Blair Witch. Yeah. And you end up killing each other. Right. Because you're fans of the Blair Witch. You didn't know what you were getting yourself into. That's... So you courted black magic through enjoying horror. Yeah, that is true. It's a little weird. Yeah, that is weird. It's a, I'm not sure the thesis of like Joe Berlinger's body of work at this point. Yeah, right. There's not like a cohesive. Yes. <laughs> Point of view. I'm not going to condemn it or say that he was uh, wrong, but I, I don't, I, you can't, it's, it feels like he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. I cannot tell. Yeah. I never thought about that before, but yeah. But also who knows what of this movie is his at this point. Totally. It's not. Totally. Part of the reason why I say, I think the core of it is shattered is that exact point though, is that yeah. he doesn't like Blair Witch Project. He didn't like the marketing. He didn't like the blurring of reality, yeah. but he's here to blur some realities. But I guess as little as possible because it's really just that chunk in the beginning that, I mean, blurring the reality, right, that it's um, a, an actual movie or documentary in that world. But, like, it seemed like he had just as little documentary style as he would have to before yes. moving on to cinematic. But even in the cinematic stuff, there's a confusing thing in one oh, of the yeah. worst scenes of the movie, mm -hmm. uh, which is everybody sitting at Rustin Parr's house. <laughs> the night that they're drinking, kicks ass. drinking and smoking. I don't know that I've ever seen this outside of a comedy movie before. Uh -huh. There's a conversation montage. <laughs> it's like everyone's talking <laughs> to each other and then oh, it'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll fade and now they're talking about a different topic. Yeah. So they'll be like, I just don't understand how three people could be in a tent and not have sex. And someone goes, you're so right. Anyway, no, that's not what I'm saying about folklore. And you're just like, oh my God. It's I get it. Like I get they're drinking and there's a lot going on, but the movie turns into a, a drug trip of just like, yeah. Blah, just like word vomit 90s rants. Oh, totally. Yeah, like very reality bitesy or something. Yes. Um, it kind of reminds me of when something wants to show that like a, a couple has been having a fight for like a really long time. So I'll have them being like, that's not what I mean, John. And then it like fades out, and then it's just like a person like with their hands on their head walking back and forth yes. while the other one is talking. So you're like, oh, this has been going on for a really long time. Yes. Like it, that's what he's it, trying to communicate. It's so uncomfortable. And so terrible yeah so terrible and system yes. of a down and queens yeah, of the stone like age are blasting like... and there's an owl looking at them funny i love that owl looking that at them terrible funny. looking owl i love it it looks yeah it's a fake owl um it looks so fake and it's like looking it just keeps shoot, shooting it like it implying yeah. that's like looking right at them they, they couldn't have shot these things to make them look more fake no some of the worst shot stuff yeah, I agree. Like a mainstream film. I agree. It really looks pretty bad. But so as part of that blurry conversation montage, mm -hmm. Jeff, the guy who's running the Blair Witch Hunt tour, Blair Witch Hunt tour goes, uh, video doesn't lie, Kim. Film does. 
And that then seems to me to be some form of statement from Joe Berlinger uh-huh. because periodically for the rest of the movie, security cameras are filming the truth. Yeah, there's a while lot the of... While the film we're watching is showing us the characters behaving irrationally. So what's his point there? I don't know. But you're right. It does... No, knowing that he dislikes yes. the blurring of reality, that does seem to he's, be making a point. He's trying to tell us something. What? <laughs> There's no way of There's knowing. There's no way of knowing. There's no earthly way of knowing. Uh-uh. <laughs> but there does seem to be this, like, this kind of camera is truth. This m- mode yeah. of telling is lie. Right, right. Uh, if we're watching clean footage, it may not really be happening. If we're seeing a video camera or a security camera, that yeah. appears to be the truth. Of them hard partying in the ruins of Rustin Parr's house. Right. Yeah. I do not know. Just so ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know either. But here's the thing. While this movie is a big pile. Yeah. A steamer. A steamy pile. Yeah. It's also, as you said, completely awesome. Because when they wake up the next morning after their their weird 90s kid bender. Yeah. Which came out one year after the 90s ended. Right. Like it just starts to like feel, just like <laughs> nothing about it feels right. You know, like it all feels out of place. Yeah. But they wake up in the morning and there's just paper. Yeah. There's just shredded paper like snow Which falling all around them. And it looks yeah. amazing. It looks awesome. I love how it looks. And yeah. I love that Rustin Parr's house weirdly is just a, a stone wall, maybe like three feet of yeah. bare stone. And Jeff walks over to this huge tree, this mm-hmm. like hundred year old tree and goes, what is this doing here? Yeah. And they're like, all right. You're trying to put on some spectacle for the tour. Why? I don't know. We're not scared of a tree in a yeah. foundation. He goes, no, 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 no. Why would there be a tree in a house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would Rustin Barr build his house around a tree? Yeah, like this doesn't make sense. In the middle of the living room. Yeah. And later when we revisit the events of the night when the tapes are found and watched correctly, that tree is just like a sapling. Yeah, that's right. That's so fun. So there's a timey-wimey thing happening. Yes. You said timey Is that from something? Does Doctor Who say that? Potentially. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've never seen Doctor Who, so it's not a reference. I'm just trying to no, say I know. it's a weird know. time afoot. Yes. But so I, I love that. I love the tree in the house. House. I forgot about that. Sidebar, I believe, and I've been trying to, to refine my own notes from when we did episodes 300 and 301. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Curse of the Blair Witch or Sticks and Stones, the blockbuster exclusive that we talked about both. Yep. Where they show drawings of Rustin Parr's house and the bare foundation and everything. And there's a tree mm-hmm. growing in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been 1999. Right. So maybe that was early production stuff for this and they got the rights to it to use yeah. it then, but there actually is a connected tissue of the tree in Rustin Parr's house. I like that. Which I think is the very, The tree very thing neat. is really neat. The tree thing is neat. Yeah. I love a scary tree. Blackwood is a show all about a scary tree. Yep. I love a scary tree. Absolutely. Um, and scary trees will continue in Blair Witch, not just because they're the woods, but like specific yeah. icon scary trees happen in the 2016 movie and the 2019 video game, mm-hmm. a lightning struck tree and a tree that's like covered in vines and ectoplasm. Like right. they seem to, from here on, there's like almost an icon tree yeah. in everything going forward to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, that video game was t- 2019. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was longer ago than I would have thought. Ago. I know. Yeah. Well, time got weird in 2020. It certainly Talk did. Talk about timey-wimey. Yeah. Right. 2023 is almost over. I know. It's almost 2024 right now. I know. But um, so uh, the other thing that I like about the tree in the house is that in the uh, early 2000s, we had a tree in the house. 
Yes, we did. When we lived in Missouri. So it was the late 90s, but still. Yeah, late 90s. Yeah, we moved we, here on uh, New Year's Eve of 2000. That's right. I think yeah. I got it swapped a route. Yeah. But yeah, we moved to Missouri in 97, mm-hmm. 96, 97. 97. And uh, bizarrely, the house that we moved into had a garden yeah, it, inside yeah. downstairs. It was a ranch style house. Mm-hmm. So the it first had, like, floor that we walked in on. Yeah, there was an atrium. So you could walk in the first floor yeah. and then straight ahead was a wall of windows, which always right. made me think of Drew Barrymore in the beginning of Scream where somebody yeah. just throws a chair through the window <laughs> and it made me paranoid. Yeah. So the first time I saw Scream was out there. Right. But there was a tree planted inside our house there were a couple i think like that yeah. it doesn't really matter but I, yeah. I we used to get lizards because of that yes too. we did yes but we did i checked on zillow a few years ago and that mm-hmm. tree grew really really tall that's right which makes sense yeah but it's like that tree I wish became we had seen it got get so tall I it's know, so cool neat. i think it becomes a problem when the tree in your house starts to grow taller than the house it probably is but it, it looked really cool in it that picture because the staircase awesome. was like right next to the atrium sort of thing. So that means when you're going up or down the staircase, like the tree is with you all the way up. I, or I, man, I love that. That was really cool. I know it was awesome. So Rustin Parr had a tree in his house. Yeah, that's right. But so this is where you start to get into this, like what happened? With yeah, the crew. what happened here? And then who do they go to the whose house are they at? Jeff's. I'm blanking. They go okay. to Jeff's house, yeah. which is a factory, an abandoned broom factory, <laughs> which is very witchy and stupid, yeah. but I like it. Yeah, I do too. And he films himself first person, which I like, Yeah. as he's like showing off all the stuff that he sells online. Oh, yeah. Blair uh-huh, Witch and he goes, oh my God, who built that pile of rocks? Oh, it was me. I built that. Right. <laughs> he's great. He's great. Yeah. And he's got Matthew Lillard vibes. I can see that. Yes. Big Definitely. cartoon man, wackiness. Mouth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he might have a little bit of a lithered mouth. Ab- what? I, <laughs> I think I have lillard mouth. <laughs> I couldn't even tell L- you were saying for a lillard second. Lillard mouth. Lillard mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but so, yeah, he does have that kind of feel to him. And now everything slows down and gets weird as the characters have visions of each other. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of confusing. Yeah, they're having these visions of each other where they can't really tell what's real and yeah. what's not. Um, the I, I'm, I'm forgetting her name. What's the wife in the married couple's name? Tristan. Tristan. Tristan starts really going off the deep end. Yes. Um, and having a lot of visions, getting really, really sick. Well, she, notably, she's said to have been, I think, like six weeks pregnant. Yes. Pregnant, yes. And has a miscarriage. Yes. Out in the woods. And starts getting really ill. Like she starts looking sicker and sicker. Uh, I mean, unsurprisingly, physically, you would be that, and and mentally, you'd be that way. But she's having these symptoms that are not necessarily probably just related to the miscarriage it seems like she's having kind of like these like sinister visions and stuff that you assume are influenced by the witch yes we get new ellie kedward lore yeah that drops right. yeah new, new Ooh, kedward lore new, yeah uh through tristan mm-hmm. who seems to she says at one point she's having ellie kedward's dreams yes. or ellie kedward's memories yeah she starts talking about those bastard boys yeah 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 from the town yeah. Who are presumably the kids that accused Ellie Kedward of drawing their blood. Mm-hmm. Well, in this movie, they say that Ellie Kedward was taken out to the woods and tied to a tree. Yeah. Across various sources, she's either abandoned in the woods, tied to a cart in the woods, mm-hmm. hung in the woods, stretched on a rack, whatever. Yeah. Here they say Ellie Kedward was tied to a tree, mm-hmm. and then the boys snuck out to see if she was dead. Yeah. They wanted to see her dead body, but gruesome. they found, which is gruesome and very 1700s. Yeah. But they came out and she was still alive. Mm-hmm. So they threw stones at her. Yeah. 
put their hands into her blood and press them into her skin. Right. Which is, I guess, the origin of the little kid handprints all over Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah. Kedward blood. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you like pressing? Yes. Well, press here. Yes. And then they uh, cut her down from the tree and hung her. Yeah. From the biggest tree. Ew. Which is that meant to be Rustin Parr's tree? Right. Like, is that That's the in spot? The house. Right. Was he yeah. drawn to that location for some reason to build his, right. his little hermit house? Right. And there's a Wiccan lady. I'm not against any of that. I think that's either. all relatively interesting. It's delivered through Tristan rambling and it, it's very weird. Yeah. But it's interesting. But if you honestly, you saying it just now uh, hits a little harder than in the movie. Like yes. Just hearing it talked about in a normal way is like, oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Yes, when somebody's crying and raving and and, yeah. and running around the room, it's just it's also a very frantic movie. Yeah, it, it has an extremely hectic energy to yes, it. Yes, it one hundred percent does. But that's that's why I say like there's some interesting stuff in here. Yeah, it's just kind of maybe buried in the delivery or something. And here's something weird: for as much as people you know ignore this movie or or reference it like not being part of it all. Yeah. This is the movie that, right. it's the only movie to this point, and it's the only second movie, obviously, but like, this is the one where they talk about Ellie Kedward nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> they don't mention Ellie Kedward once in the Blair Witch Project. Right. There's and a- then she's in the supplemental materials, but yep. like, she comes into the picture cinematically here. here. Exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, they clearly like looked at all the lore that they built around it and yes. the dossier and yep. used that as a reference. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. Which I think is great. Like uh, there are a lot of uh, like gaps in continuity between these movies in general, but yes. there are some, if you're like into all the extra stuff, there are some really satisfying through ways. Yeah. That connect Here, it. Here's the thing of like, is, is the first movie of a movie or a documentary mm-hmm. when they're sitting around the fire and they're drinking and stuff. Steven tells that hilarious joke where he goes, hey, how, how many Heather Donahue's does it take to change a light bulb? Just one? Yeah. Just one of them? You wouldn't say that about a lady who died? Some people and would. And went missing from a documentary? Think about edgelords and stuff. That's true. I forgot yeah. about edgelords. <laughs> you can never discount them. The lords of edge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, it, that, but no, I hear you. It's, it's yeah. much more likely that that would be... A movie thing for sure, but yes, especially because be... his role is of somebody who respects the folklore. He's writing yeah, he's, a book about the Blair. He's Witch. like a professor or something, yeah. right? Yeah. So it doesn't feel in his character to make fun of a missing person no, who's connected to the legend. Yeah, I could imagine Jeff doing that. Yeah. Uh huh. But not Stephen. Yeah. Uh, he's making fun of a movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Joe. Berlinger... I was about to say this reframes everything, but it doesn't really. It reframes I know, it's, a little bit. It's, it's actually weird. not that much of import I know. to the movie, but I am, no. I've never, I always just thought it was the documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I always assumed it was the movie. Hmm. But um, each one of them is supposed to represent some reaction to the film. Right. So like Steven is the, the folklorist who loved the Blair Witch for its, you know, incredibly deep backstory. Yeah. Uh, Jeff is obviously the like opportunist fan who's mm-hmm. going to find a way to make a buck on it himself. Yeah. Uh, Kim even says in the movie, she's like, I just like the movie. Yeah. She's just a fan of horror. Yeah. Erica represents the Wiccan community who did look at the Blair Witch Project and go like, this is just furthering like a depiction of women and right. witches of being just evil and, and villainous. Right. And yeah, so Stephen and Tristan are like the the analytical thoughtful yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is an interesting angle to take. Totally. 
I think so too. But it's also like they all came to this one place for the same tour together and then they're going to spend the rest of their lives together. It feels like it just feels like they're friends all of a sudden. I don't know why. I know. I really don't understand <laughs> they why together. they all retreat to Jeff's house. I know they're like, we have to figure out what happened last night. But I'd be like, um, I can do that from home. I know. Well, also, the thing, a big thing that we didn't mention is that yeah. they get confronted by a different tour group that night. Yes. Of people who are like from Japan and from Germany. They've flown from all over mm-hmm. to see where the Blair Witch Project was filmed. Because yeah. we really got to underscore that was a huge, huge hit. Yeah. Um, and then they get into a big argument of who gets to use Rustin Parr's house. Mm-hmm. And hey, we've been having these <laughs> intrusive intercut visions of murder. Yeah. Well, that other tour group is found killed. Right. They're found dead, I believe, at Coffin Rock mm-hmm. with their intestines pulled out. I think out, so, yeah. Just like the fabled search party for Robin Weaver in the 1800s. Right. And uh, Sheriff Cravens, Sheriff Cravens believes Winky-dee that Jeff dee-dee. may be responsible with his tour group. Yeah, so it's also intercut with Jeff being interrogated. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, there's so much intercutting. Intercuts with, you know, yeah, police interrogations, visions of murder and visions of Jeff with like foam coming out of his mouth and rolling around running in a circle on the floor in a straitjacket and a padded cell. Like he's in goddamn like a a shitty music video or something where he'll like kind of come up to the camera and it's like, make (laughs) him laugh, make him laugh. Oh (laughs) oh God. The world wants to laugh. Oh God. What is his name? Donald. Something with a G. I'll find Singing out. in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about the guy's, the actor's name. I can't it's... think of the actor's name. I'll but that out. running around on the floor, that whoop, 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 whoop. They do it on The Simpsons a lot. <laughs> uh, Jeff is doing that in this movie. Yeah. And it's that's also intercut with, like, a body spinning, hanging from a noose. Yeah. To make right. it scary. It's so bonkies. All right, what is this na- man's name? Donald O'Connor. Donald the O'Connor. the guy in Singing in the Rain who's doing all that stuff. The kids love Donald O'Connor. The, the kids oh. love Singing in the Rain. You know, have you seen the Donald O'Connor challenge on TikTok where, um, you know, that part in Make Him Laugh where he runs up a wall and flips, flips. backwards, keeps going. The kids are doing that. They're getting hurt. It's yeah. it's oh my God. owling all over again. The Donald O'Connor challenge. Yeah. Sweeping the nation. <laughs> Everybody knew my singing in the rain, make them laugh reference before I even said it, I'm sure. Oh, they saw it coming a mile away. Um, but so yeah. let's, I think, probably fast track a little bit okay. and explain. Explain what they find has happened. I guess we already did, basically. Actually, never you mind. You play the they footage backwards, did. and it turns out yeah. that instead of just drinking and, and passing out and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they, like, kind of had, like, an orgy. Or they did have an orgy, yeah. I guess. Um, and... Tristan specifically mm-hmm. on the footage appears to give them each a weapon, mm-hmm. hands each one of them a <laughs> yeah, knife. Yeah, like, ceremoniously. And beckons they leave. Yeah. She goes, like, Go! Go! And sends them out into the woods nudie. Yeah. Uh, cheeks flapping in the breeze. Talk about clapping cheeks. To go kill the other tour group. So right. they did, in fact, kill the other ones. Mm-hmm. Tristan seemed to be the one that was provoking them. Yeah. This entire time, at some point, they start going like, who did it? And I'm like, I don't know why you think one of you is responsible. Yeah, what does that mean? But like, they've all got like runes carved into their bodies, which runes were sort of a thing in the first movie at Rustin Parr's house. Right. The DVD menu identifies these runes. They're little Easter eggs uh-huh. on the DVD menu. If you see a rune on part of the menu, you can highlight it and click on it and yeah. it'll it'll like define it... the rune. That's cool. Which is kind of neat, which yeah. is why I can tell you that uh, one of the big runes, which is like looks like a little witch's hat on its side. It's uh-huh. a stick and then a triangle on it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's the cult of thorn symbol from Halloween. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Uh, but that was called Thuryaz. Mm. 
Uh, it means evil and darkness. Yikes. Uh, sharp is the... Tr- what does it say? Why is it... Uh, uh, my phone's breaking. The witch must be in it. Really? Oh, no. Sharp and evil is the troll's heart. To learn, you must suffer. Allow destiny to unfold as it should. There is a gateway, an opening. Be careful before you enter. Think. Be prepared for whatever waits you on the other side. Hmm. And then they also have a... want to learn about runes. I've got them all. They seem cool. What do you mean you have them? You have like a thing of them? Yeah, I I, uh, I, I told you, I digitized the DVD menu. I have a PowerPoint of all of the screens of the DVD I mean, like DVD when people menu. use them for like divination. You know what oh. I mean? Like they'll like, you know, throw down runes or oh, whatever. Oh, you mean real runes, like, not yeah. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 runes? I mean those as well. I can't help you. Okay, I'm out of luck. I'm curious about runes. And then there's some, it's like a, like a Celtic thing, like hag sticks or something. It's like sticks that have stuff carved onto them. It's another Sounds thing. Sounds cool. That, yeah, I know. Don't know it. Yeah. I know. Um, another like part symbol. Part of our heritage. They often have an X mm-hmm. carved into their skin, which is the gibo, a gebo. And it means sacrifice or a gift, which I like because yeah, they're, they're sort of being sacrificed to the witch in some yeah. way in this movie. It's a gift. Um, the giving of a gift strengthens the connection in a partnership. The nature of the gift remains ambiguous. It could be the sacrifice of man giving to the gods or the bounty of the gods given to man. Mm. You are about to be conjoined. Oh. Which is cool. That is cool. It's cool and weird and hidden on the DVD. There are, there are others yeah. too, but those seem to be the most relevant and the ones that appear on I film love the DVD most. menus. Don't exist anymore. I know. Best Buy is going to stop carrying DVDs. I know. I know. Rip. Rip. Rip to the DVD. <laughs> Rip. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had, okay. a, I had a glitch. No, it's fine. It's fine. You were looking at something on your phone. Um, so, uh, yes, they discover that Tristan is perhaps the one that was pulling the strings. Could yeah. she even, in fact, be is the witch? Is she the witch? And so they start rallying, like, behind that idea. And the movie, I think, comes to life in a really it kinda does, good way. Also, because they all finally have some, besides just liking the Blair Witch, they have some sort of central purpose yes. among themselves. And also, they've basically all snapped. Yes, they've all gone completely crazy. Yeah. And even Jeff is like, she's the witch man. Yeah. Like, it's just like a cartoony. Yeah. But Tristan's acting. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, she's, when, she's, she when she becomes the villain. Yes. At some point, she's looking at them and she goes, <gasps> <sighs> she like pretends to gasp like it's a surprise and then shrugs it off. Yeah. So she's basically possessed by the witch. It, I guess. Yeah. She goes, it yeah, seems there, like there, there's, I'm not going to say there's not clunky stuff. There certainly is, but it seems to be what they are saying is happening. Yes. She does say things like, Tristan's gone. <laughs> there's that. and uh, yeah, You need that. There's plenty of that. You need it. But they, they chase her up the stairs and they're yelling at her and Jeff's filming the whole time mm-hmm. as she herself, Tristan, wraps rope around her own neck. Yep. And, oh, at this point, Erica's dead. Yeah. We didn't mention that, but she was standing backwards in the closet right. as a corpse because backwards standing is a thing. Yeah. But so they're like, Tristan killed her. We're mm-hmm. not going, you're, we're not going to take the fall for Erica with you. And so she's wrapped the rope around her neck and she's Erica's f- the one who answers the door. Sorry. Right. To like the little girl thing. Oh my God. <laughs> that little girl. I know. Well, well, uh, I don't I, even know how to explain. I can encapsulate her in a minute. Okay, great. Uh, but so, uh, Tristan is essentially provoking them into pushing her, which mm-hmm. Steven does. Steven yells at her and pushes her off this high balcony where she's yeah. hanged. Yep. And this is why we've been getting all of this out of order stuff of interrogations is that there was a murder chronologically at the end. 
they're all being interrogated about Tristan's murder. Yeah. And uh, they're played back footage from security cameras and videotapes of what really happened, mm-hmm. which is that the the bunch of them ganged up on Tristan, who wasn't being evil right. and goading them into pushing her right. on camera in this footage. She's like, she's going like, why are you doing this yeah. to me? And running. Yeah. So like everything that's in film in clean footage where she's being villainous mm-hmm. is that that's the witch vision that we saw. Yeah. Ooh, but what was vision. really happening is that Tristan was not possessed. Yeah. She was running for her life and they murdered her. Right. And they have no recollection of and they have that. No kind of real thing. recollection. When they're being of it. interrogated, they're not just trying to like obfuscate the truth or whatever. They're yes. like, what? No. Video doesn't lie. Film does. Uh-huh. When they see the videos in the interrogation room, it's what really happened. Right. Kim went to a convenience store. Yes. Where she got into an argument with Peggy behind the desk. I like that part. Well, what really happened on the security camera is that she lunged at Peggy and started stabbing her with a nail file. Mm-hmm. It's 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 an interesting idea. Yeah. That is very very clumsily and confusingly. Yeah. Right. Handled with a lot of cheese. Yes. And the whole movie ends. With two great lines delivered by Stephen, who at one point, after on the on the the real footage, after he murders his wife, yeah, turns directly to the camera and goes, oh "My God, friggin' witch!" Like as if like that was like kind of a like a loose like a sort of a pain. What a yeah. friggin' witch! Friggin it's like witch. So lesser. I mean, I he says the say, real word. On yeah, yeah, yeah. We we try to handle your ears with delicacy, everybody. <laughs> course but then also we see your ears as a beautiful delicacy we do nom, 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 nom. yum yum yummy but the whole movie ends with steven yelling and spitting all over himself he goes that tape is lying it's lying <laughs> and it's like so big leland orser vibes to the point of embarrassment yeah major leland orser right? vibes mm-hmm. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god yes but I do love Tristan acting evil. And I and I can get yeah. on board with some of the, like, what is the witch really making you see? Or the group sort of hysteria it's thing. It's That's fun enough. Yeah. And the corniness of how everything is presented is... I like corny things. I like corny things. And yeah. I like some of the I do. Swings. It's fun to watch. I love this. And here's another thing. It's like, I love the score of this movie. Carter mm-hmm. Burkwell's score is like, down, 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 down. Oh, down, yeah, yeah, down. yeah. Uh-huh. It's just very, he did the scores for like Fargo and oh, okay. a bunch of Coen Brothers stuff. Like oh, that's cool. There, there's some real legitimacy to some of the yeah. vibe of the movie, even if it doesn't make much sense. Right. And then, of course, you get plenty of scenes where Jeff looks over at Kim and sees her biting that owl. <laughs> and then goes like, yodi, 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 and looks back and she's eating fried chicken. Yeah, right. It's like, is this a joke? In the movie, I can't tell if this is a joke. I don't know. Kind no, I don't think it is. No, it looks stupid I'm and it is confusing. No. So yes. I'm not sure. Well, before we wrap up, can you explain that little girl? Yes, at the door, as yes. you said. Um, it's going to take one second, though. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Because uh, to understand what's going on with the little girl, you must one must understand. You must delve into the secrets of Esther Ever. Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> Do you know of what I speak? Kind of. Do you understand that of which I speak? <laughs> the Secrets of Esrever? Famous Please. Secrets of Esrever? After the movie ends, even on DVD today. <sighs> yeah. This movie is not on Blu-ray. <laughs> they, they, they stopped a DVD. Uh, uh, the movie, if you let it keep playing beyond the credits, they uh, uh, a television man, it sounds like. Uh-huh. One of those guys that like narrates. Remember that uh, magician, the... 
that revealed the magic tricks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Masked Magician. The Masked Magician. Yeah. That had a narrative. It was like, welcome to the... Ma the Masked Magician is now going to walk you through the trick. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, that guy's like, do you know the secrets of this river? And it's like, am I watching USA or TNT? <laughs> right, right. In the 90s? Are characters welcome? Yes, exactly. It, yeah. it feels very television. <laughs> yeah. And he is, he's like, I'm going to walk you through three deleted moments from the movie you just watched <laughs> to reveal the secrets of his forever. Essentially, it's this. There are hidden, you know, like Mike Flanagan did, like the hidden ghosts mm -hmm. in the haunting of Hill House. Yep. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 got there first. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Flanagan, they ate your lunch. <laughs> so there are hidden phrase. images. There are subliminal images throughout this film. Like yeah. The Exorcist with the Pazuzu face. Right. Uh, and the secrets of Esrever reveal that not only can you occasionally freeze a frame and see a screaming face in a window, mm -hmm. there are words mm -hmm. hidden in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so yeah. this secret of Esrever video that plays after the credits, in the corner, there are runes and occasionally a regular, uh, you know, uh, a letter. Yeah. The letter R, whatever. Uh -huh. Well, if you play it backwards and write all the letters down, you get certain words. That are playing in that corner. Yeah. Door, rug, grave, mirror, water. Mm -hmm. And so now, water. theoretically, you can go back to the movie, find where there's a door, yeah. and you might see a hidden image. Right. And there is a little kid ghost face. That is very fun. On a door. That is very fun. Yeah. Confusingly, not all of the words are explained in the secrets of Edres, of Edres, S. Rever. <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah. Feature. You just sort of have to know uh -huh. or have poked around online, which of course I did. Right. So I can tell you the following. Door. Hidden dead kid face on the door. Mm -hmm. One of the Rustin Parr kids. Rustin Parr is also in the movie. He's another one of the secrets. Rustin Parr is on the convenience store floor. He looks up. He yeah, says, yeah, yeah. I'm finished now. That's right. And his tools are in the shape of a stick man. Yeah. Rug. The word or. O-R oh is hidden God, in the right. rug I'm remembering all this stuff now. when Erica is trying to undo yes. the evil magic with Wittershins, her good magic. Yes. That's also the thing from the trailer where she's like spinning. I feel like that's yes. like one of the signature images from the trailer. Just everything is frantic and flipping out and desperate. Yeah. Grave. At the beginning of the movie, when they go to the fake Burkittsville Union Cemetery, which by the way, was right near where there is not the foam foundation of Rustin Parr's house. Mm -hmm. To get there, I had to drive past the cemetery from this movie. Oh, cool. So I have pictures of that. So I, I've been to that cemetery too, which is kind of nice. neat. Uh, in that cemetery, the shadow of one of the graves is a stick man. Yeah. Which is impossible because the, the grave is just a regular shaped grave, but then they just put extra shadow to make a stick man. Uh-huh. And Kim, when she's introduced, is lying down. Love. What a legend. She's introduced lying down on the grave of Eileen Treacle, who according Queen to Blair Witch Lore, legend. was the little girl who was dragged under the water of the Tappy East Creek by a pale old woman's hand. Right. She's, Kim is on that grave. Mm -hmm. Well, in one shot, it says Treacle on the grave. Mm -hmm. Then it cuts to a reaction shot, and when it cuts back, the grave says the word further. Mm -hmm. Blatantly right in your face. The word yeah. further is just on the grave now instead of Treacle. Yeah. In the mirror, Chef, uh, Sheriff Cravens is interrogating Jeff, and his own reflection, Sheriff Cravens' reflection in the mirror is a scary face, uh -huh. not his own face. In the water, when Tristan dreams of... Some, she has a nightmare of, of putting her own baby in the water. Yeah. There's a, sh a shadow of a stick man on the water. Mm. 
Those are the official ones referenced in The Secret of a Sriver. Yeah. Which is to say... The Secret of a Sriver. A bunch of nonsense. Yeah, totally. It reveals just like little things. Yeah. But here's, here's what else is going on. There are words hidden in the movie. Uh-huh. So when Erica is lying in the leaves talking about how she wants to commune with Ellie Kedward, the word me is hidden in the leaves. Ah. Spoiler, by the way. If you watch this on streaming, it's not there. Yeah. So I think because this was meant to be watched in standard definition. Right. They didn't find a way to optically hide the word there well. Uh-huh. So they just don't have it in new releases. But on my DVD, it's there. Yeah. Then, uh, uh, when you when they're sitting around the fire, some wisps of flame for one frame mm-hmm. spell the word seek. Mm. S-E-E-K. Like blatantly undeniably. Yeah. The word no is written on panes of glass during one of the visions. It's uh-huh. Erica and Steven are making out and then she shreds his tummy to shreds. Yeah. Uh, and so if you add up all of those hidden words, me, no, seek further, seek me, no further. Aha. Uh-huh. But there's another hidden word or in the carpet. So what is the message not done? Seek me no further or dot, 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 what? Right. Seek me no further or what? I don't know. We don't know. We do know. Uh, what? In the movie, Tristan, before she's revealed to perhaps be possessed by the witch, goes, oh, it's backwards. It's backwards. Wittershins. Oh, oh, oh. And then she says something. <laughs> she says, Earth, Claw, Niaga, Lee, Nerdlick, Eight. <laughs> and no one acknowledges it. And they all just move on. Right. Well, obviously she's speaking backwards. Yeah. So I took that audio Uh and I put it into an audio editing program. William. And I reversed the audio. (gasps) And it's nonsense. Oh. It is not reversed audio. Okay. Instead, what it appears to be. Very good. She is doing a, I can't tell if she's supposed to be speaking backwards Uh and didn't do a good job or or what. Yeah. But she says uh, clearly the word nerdlick. Yeah. Which is children. Aha. Okay. Backwards. Something's going on. But not correctly backwards. It's right. as if you're reading the, ba- somebody spelled the word backwards on a piece of paper and you tried to say it out loud. Yeah, totally. Because it doesn't end with a ch, it ends with a ka. Yeah. When she says it. Right. Nerd lick. Yeah, but I, I, be I guarantee you're right. Children. Should Nerd be like. lich. Nedrilch. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But she's, so she's like phonetically saying it out loud backwards. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what she is saying to complete the quote is that uh, the new, the completed phrase is seek me no further or the children will walk free Ah. or the children will go free or something like that. Point is. That sounds like that'd be a good thing. Unless they're saying that the new lore is that, yeah, it's seek me no further or the children will again walk free. Mm-hmm. The the thing now is that the children yeah. lied about Ellie Kedward being a witch. Right. Showed up, tormented her when she wasn't even dead yet, put their hands in her blood, pressed it on her flesh and hung her. Yeah. Is she, is her spirit somehow keeping these kids in check? And if you right. keep seeking her, the kids then are going to go gonna, free? Yeah. That's an interesting. That is interesting. Potential angle. Yeah. But again, you have to go through so many backflips to even find what I just told you about. Oh my God. Thank God you did that. There's also an angle of. You're a pioneer. Thank you. You're welcome. There's, Thank there's, you. There's also. I rem- I'm sorry, William. I'm reeling. I think it's great that you figured all that out. 
That's so I'm not the, awesome. I'm not the only one. I had plenty of help from online. Well, still, I think it's awesome. I vaguely remembered the thing about there being hidden stuff in there or whatever, but I absolutely have never heard that sentence. Really? Seek and me no further no. or the children will again walk free. No. Which is very witchy sounding, obviously. Yes. And it's hidden with literal text on screen and a character who just says part of the gibberish. Right. And it's perfect that it plays into the idea that Ellie Kedward was really, is not the bad guy of this story. But the children are. And Erica has been kind of like living that narrative. Yeah. So it fits into the movie. And then Tristan is just a vessel to make the rest of it happen because Erica's dead. William Bravissima. Thank you. Bravissimo. Bravissimo. Uh... But uh, there's also an angle that seems to not exist anymore. There are a lot of websites that were related to this movie that seem to yeah. not be online anymore. And I've, I've heard, but I can't confirm, that you could also write that message into a website and would basically put your name on the big board of people ah. who have solved the movie. Oh, that's fun. And it would unlock a clip for you. See, this movie rules. A clip of what? The little girl. Ah. We open at the close. <laughs> Throughout the movie, periodically... People will see a ghost girl dripping with water, mm-hmm. hilariously walking backwards. Wild. Wobbly. On that bridge. An attempt to do the wobbly, like the ring girl. Yeah, or like something. all scary and like like you're glitching or yeah. something. This but too, it's just kind of like this too is I wouldn't like be able to do it. Studio meddling or not. That yeah. stuff would still suck ass. <laughs> so <laughs> so like yeah. uh, any fan at it that tries to restore the original, I'm I'm with you. I'd love to see it, but I think this movie was. I think it's beyond saving yeah. with a fan at it. Yes, and I don't think yeah. an original cut even fully existed. So there's nothing to be released. There's nothing to petition for. Right, right. And again, I think it. Yeah, may nobody's have just been, saying free the Berlinger cut. They people have tried. Well, uh, but I think this thing was poisoned from the jump. Yeah. But yeah, that is Eileen Treacle, the girl who drowned in the creek. And the bonus clip that you get if you solve the secret of us forever and go onto the website is you get an extended moment of the first time we see the ghost of Eileen Treacle after Tristan has her miscarriage. The nurse says, your body is telling you something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And Tristan goes, something was wrong. And then the ghost of Eileen Treacle shows up hilarious. She's clomping around like Good Herman God. Munster. Yeah. Everything, it looks... It looks terrible. Bizarre. And she goes, something is wrong. Oh my God. And that sounds like a good cut. Fades. Yeah. It was a great cut. Yeah. But if you solve the secrets of this rever, this you is can, your reward. You can restore it. <laughs> That's so funny. It's a mess. Uh, well, oh, it's just a goddamn mess. It's a mess and a delight. Yeah. Like we said, we both strongly recommend this movie. Oh, hard recommend. Yeah. Huge recommend. I can't recommend, sadly, I cannot recommend the dossier. The only mm-hmm. things of merit in the dossier to me are if if you like extended universe stuff, you're, you're going to get some fun out of like, how did these characters come to be here and, and yeah. who were they before this event? And there's a lot of like, you know, articles being like murders in the Black Hills woods again. Right. Um, so that's kind of intriguing. They fabricate, I mean, it's all fabricated, yeah. but like they try to make, characters they try to make the story work yeah or they da stern dave stern Mm -hmm. tried to make this all work by writing cool stuff that just can't it can't repair it right so like in the book it's explained that jeff found out if you put your blood on coffin rock you can make a swap you can make a sacrifice he had a dog named rusty Uh uh-huh the dog got sick rusty (laughs) rusty (laughs) he fed rusty beefarino and then Jeff uh, either shed his own blood on Coffin Rock or mm-hmm. there's an incident where his father slipped on Coffin Rock mm-hmm. uh, and blood was spilled. Right. And Rusty got right. better. Uh-huh. 
And in this movie, they keep saying, like, they never should have let you out of the loony bin, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. That's because a number of years before this movie, he kidnapped, I think, a nine-month-old girl. Uh-huh. He, kidna- he kidnapped a baby. Yeah. And and ran her into the woods. And Sheriff Cravens, who bizarrely appears to be from wherever Foghorn and Leghorn are from. <laughs> you know why you wear all black? Because it gives you power. Talks like that in, yeah. just outside Baltimore. Right, right. <laughs> um, but so he's the one that caught Jeff and saved the little girl's life. Yeah. But so Jeff in the book believes in some sort of magic mm-hmm. and is a fan of a story called Book of Shadows, which he wanted to adapt into a movie. Oh my God. In the book that's explained, but in the movie Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, none of it. No explanation, no context, no justification, but plenty of fun. Oh, absolutely. So go check that out, everyone. Throw your support behind Book of Shadows. We implore you. Please, if you have any humanity left. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, thank you for hanging out with us. We really hope you like this episode. We'll be definitely traveling back to Burkittsville to talk about more Blair Witch stuff in the future. We'll be parsing it out. Um, parring it out. Oh, crails. Well, um, but until then, you can check out patreon.com slash gttupod. As we said, we would love that. Um, tell your friends, leave a review, whatever feels good to you. And we'll be back. Is it crazy that this movie is maybe almost as dense to talk about as the Blair Witch Project? <laughs> that there are so many things to, to so many avenues and would have bins and could have bins and what's hidden in there. It is certainly dense. Like, think about all the inserts in this thing. It's quite a trifle. A layer cake. Yes. There are a lot of dense things that you don't like. Totally. This might be one of them. (laughs) Except I (laughs) love it. Yeah, it's the exception to the rule. Hope you enjoyed, everybody. Yes. See you on Patreon. See you on the Netherworld Dispatch. Uh, See you someday soon. But until we next meet, we must travel. Back to the Netherworld. Go meet. Yum, 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 I eat it up. Yum, 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 I eat it up. There's also what a, a toy. Eat it up. Ooh, 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 eat it up. There's a Hot Wheels toy of the van. <laughs> they tried to merchandise it again, you know? That's so weird. Yeah, it's all weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every choice. What kid wanted that? No one. No. Not one. No. I want one. <laughs> and they call me the kid. That's true. <laughs> that so, so a kid wants it. <laughs>